What's up, race fans, and welcome to another episode of the Piscina Report. This is season 2021 episode. It's episode 19. Oh my god! Finally, we've made it to episode 19. It's that's right, you guessed it. It's the Lorenzo Dalla Porta episode. Indeed, the most famous ever, Ooh. number 19. No, really? No, I don't. Ah, well, we could have picked Alvaro Batista. We could have picked Freddie Spencer. But we're here just for you to bring you Lorenzo Dalla Porta. Indeed. What a crazy weekend of racing we've just had at this amazing place right here. That's right. Some of those riders, they were on fire. Literally, not figuratively. Is the Red Bull ring safe? Is it not safe? Who knows? How about we find out from the master himself? Before we do that, let's go and say hi to my wonderful co-host, Andra. So you've seen, I think you've seen four, three, four races at the at the Red Bull Ring, and every single one of them has been red flagged. What do you think? I think that it's not a track problem. I think it was a freak of nature problem because we saw what Maverick Maverick bailed off with no brakes, and he there was fire last year when he had to remember he had to dismount and his bike blew up in the fence. That's right. It was that in turn one. Yeah, that wasn't the track's fault. We had Zarco hit the back of Frankie. That wasn't the track's fault. That was Zarco's fault. <laughs> it definitely wasn't the track's fault. <laughs> and obviously the horrible fiery crash this weekend. Yep. I don't think that. I don't think it's the track. That's my personal opinion. I think it's just nice. Yeah. So you got to be disappointed if there's no red flag this weekend. Oh bloody oath! Of course, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> and boss, over to you. You're you're in Austria at the moment. I can see you're uh, you've got you've got a Labrador over your shoulder there, and some and some wonderful scenery. <laughs> you know, some uh, the pirates have. How do you say, uh, Papagayo here? Yeah, a a parrot. Parrot. I have a dog on my shoulder. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Those people oh. that are listening and not watching, Manuel's sitting in front of a window with a, is it a sticker? And it looks like there's a okay. Labrador. Yep. Um, it looks like it's licking his ear, actually, in the background. It looks like he's in the doghouse. And look at, oh, look at that beautiful view out the back there. That oh is absolutely, goodness. see, my view behind me is fake, obviously. <laughs> His is real. My this is why the, the boss doesn't pay for our allowances to go to, go to places like that. <laughs> no, okay, let, let, let's start. First, I have to say that I am impressed with Andra's statement. You know, with decision, yeah. with uh, she has a clear idea, and this is wonderful. She may might, might be right or not, but she has it clear. And, and I didn't speak from I, my ovaries. I spoke from fact. Exactly. And I, I am proud of you. Thank you, Manuel. Wonderful. Si, senor. Si, senor. Yeah, amazing, amazing. So, look, boss, before we get into the, the actual racing itself, the weekend was clearly, um, I won't say overshadowed, I'll say foreshadowed, because in the lead up to the weekend, nobody was talking about the racing. Nobody was talking about Sunday. Everybody was talking about one thing, weren't they? They were talking about VR46. What are your thoughts? Yeah, wow, wow. You can imagine Italy was on fire, you know? Yeah. I don't know if... It was, it was funny. Look, but let me tell you something before starting. I yep. want to tell you something about Lorenzo de la Porta. Yeah. Who? <laughs> the patron of the episode. Unofficially exactly. sponsored by Lorenzo de la Porta. <laughs> and because in Italy, and it's, it's uh, the riders when they are called Lorenzo, they hate to be called Lorenzo because Lorenzo, Jorge Lorenzo, uh -huh. is like the antichrist for the Italians, yes. you know? Yeah. So Baldassarri, when you call Baldassarri Lorenzo, for example, mm -hmm. he said, Lorenzo, no, Balda, I am Balda. So, <laughs> <laughs> and Dalaporte, the same, they don't want their name. They, they, you know, refuse to be called by their name. And only because Lorenzo has been the archi rival of Valentino. <laughs> of course, of course. Ah. Amazing. Wow. So crazy. talking about Valentino, well, you can imagine. Look, I write for uh, an Italian magazine and every weekend I have to write uh, around 30 pages of that magazine. Wow. For the race, they left four. All the rest was Valentino. Rossi, 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 Rossi. Rossi's career, Rossi, I don't know, Morbidelli, what is going to happen. Rossi, I am MotoGP. Rossi, I wrote about Rossi. I couldn't, I, I could because they were telling me, write another story. I said, I've said everything already. Could you I've dig up old nothing runs. left. Can yeah, you get yeah. old ones and just rewrite a couple of things? <laughs> it was horrible. Then I went through all the career. I, I had to look all through all the biography, the details, the high moments, the low moments. So mm -hmm. what a mess. So, and I, and 
And I thought, okay, then when I saw and we saw what happened in the race, I could have filled out another 30 pages because exactly. so many things happened, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay, so regarding the, the Valentino announcement, I have to say, despite not being a, a surprise because more or less we all expected something soon, more soon than late, yes. sooner than later, uh, for the Italians, it was like a drama, okay? It was like the... End of the world. Everything's, everything's a drama for the Italians. <laughs> yeah, and it was funny because between all the Italians, the less affected was Valentino. Yeah. No, yeah. It is, it I like how his English version was like, I'm going to stop. <laughs> That's all he said in English. He's just like, I'm going to stop. It's okay. But it's funny because in these occasions, we see people cry, you know, oh, mm. like we see, we saw Messi the other day when he's leaving the Barcelona. Was it Agostini Cup. said he cried for three days? Was it him? Probably. But yeah, Valentino, someone... did you see one tear coming out of Valentino's eye? No. He was just. Because, no, because the drama will yeah. happen in Valencia. Because mm. the following day he was sitting on the bike racing. So mm, Valentino yeah. did it, oh. I, you know. So I think in Valencia, when he crosses the finish line, yep. then I think even even I, some little drop will come out of my... I think so. Oh, I think yeah, so for all of us. That's the End moment. Of an era. That, even me that's in, my, the moment. in my MotoGP infancy, like I'm pretty much an embryo in all of this. <laughs> I actually had a... Because I just went, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, we're expecting this. And then I went, oh, my God, Phillip Island's cancelled. We are not allowed to travel. I'm never going to see oh. him race. I'm never yeah. going to see him. And I actually had a very, very light moment. That's okay. You'll see him in 2022 at the Suzuka 8 hour. That's my tip. Yes. Wow, that would be nice. Well, he's yeah. going. Well, let's, let, let me tell you something. What, what Valentino and uh, Dorna has delivered with this is that all the next races will be a uh, farewell for Valentino. Yeah. And they're yeah. pretty much fully, oh, they're, they're still. Uh, blah, 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 blah. The, um, it out, woman. There's going to be lots of people there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, embryos, yeah, embryos, it's two embryos talk like this. Yeah, apparently they do. Really, <laughs> I've only had two mouthfuls of beer. <laughs> it was all the emotion. Yeah. Well, but, uh, I yeah. asked imme immediately. I asked Dorna about which races will be uh, open to spectators. That's what and I was they to told say. me that at this moment, all but Malaysia. Oh, and wow. Malaysia will not happen, but it's another chapter we talk later about Ooh, Malaysia okay. not yep. happening. Put a pin so, in that. Yep. Imagine that what will be Aragon, Silverstone, it will be a yellow track. You know, people mm -hmm. will follow oh, yeah. yellow there. Okay. And can you imagine what Misano will be? There's going to be tears it, and shit everywhere. It's going to be mental. Yeah. Hang on. My son is calling. Uh, okay. <laughs> because because if you don't know, today's my birthday, by the way. Oh, what? really? Oh my goodness. Manuel. Happy birthday, man. That's amazing. <laughs> that's why I'm getting that's why I'm getting so much so Wait, is, that why the bank, is that why the bank was calling you? They want yeah, to give the you the check. Is, <laughs> Manuel, it's your birthday. Birthday check. My birthday check. <laughs> oh man. Was it uh Fel okay. Felicia? What how'd you say happy birthday in Spanish? Uh, happy oh. yeah. I was like, is Italian happy birthday or something? Uh, yes. uh, happy birthday <laughs> in Italian, it's Auguri. Yesterday, it was Carlo Pernat's birthday. There you go. You, you share, yeah. you share a, a birthday with some very, Manuel. very cool people. <laughs> yeah, you should have told us earlier. We could have very made it the birthday people. episode. How do we not know this? <laughs> number so, 19, yeah. my, my birthday. My age. Happy birthday, Manuel. 19. <laughs> just, just your age, indeed. But yeah, I, I am mean, drinking, I, I am drinking oh, something that. No, not that good. Not for your birthday. Knows, Stu knows. <laughs> this is Apple Spritz. Apple Spritz. Yeah. Good <laughs> now. Yeah, indeed. Make sure you get yourself something heavier before the end of the day. You, you well, have to I have something in the fridge over there besides apple the Apple corn. Yeah, some apple corn, some schnapps. Oh, yeah, schnapps. That yeah, indeed. Cool. Oh, happy birthday, Manuel. Indeed, indeed. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. my God. So, yeah, well, look, come, um, coming back to, to Rossi. I, look, from from this end of the world, I felt a sense of relief more than anything else. Was there an element of that around the paddock as well? Like he's finally made the decision. It's finally the end is now visible. 
yeah, it, it was interesting. He said, for example, Valentino, he said many things, of course, but one of the things he said was, two years I was not ready to quit. Mm-hmm. Now I live in peace. Mm. Oh, good. Tranquil. I think I, I posted something on the weekend. I was reflecting on the amount of riders that quit because they're injured. They quit yeah. because they don't have a seat. He is one person that has gone, you know what, it's my time to go, regardless if people think he should have done it ages ago. It has been his choice and you can do nothing yeah, but he's respect ready. that. And, he's ready. And that's, yeah, really good. Indeed, yeah. And it's interesting. And he exactly said what we have said so many things here. Look, he feels like a rider, like a competitor. 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 So he won't stop. He won't stop. Mm. He has already uh, scheduled. He will race the World Endurance Championship with a Ferrari. He has scheduled eight races. So, and Valentino, he's a racer, as he, as we have said, yeah. he said, look, I have been doing this for 26 years, so I can't just stop yeah. and start to go into the groceries in the morning. <laughs> yeah, but exactly. he won't, he won't, no never, he won't stop. It's just a different chapter, right? Yeah. 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 And this year, he, ah, because the fav, the nicest sentence he said was in all the sports, what matters is the results. You don't compete for fun and then if you are a real racer oh yeah okay yeah so you don't compete for fun if you are a real competitor if not you are just the result the result is the thing that matters the the result is what uh is the what Mm. what why you do it yeah for the result exactly yeah you, you race to win exactly that's right Indeed. So yeah. So look, the end end of a chapter coming up. The rest of this year is going to be absolutely crazy. Like you say, it's going to be yellow flares <clears throat> absolutely everywhere. I think but, the other uh, Stu, let, yep, let me on. tell you something that may the fans expect that won't happen. Okay, because I had this um, this um, the same. Uh, I went through this up. with another rider, right? A mm-hmm. rider who was quitting in the past who was a top rider in 250. And then he announced that he was racing three races before the end of the season. Mm-hmm. So I, as a, as a fan, I went to him and said, wow, now there are just three to go. You will give it all. He said, what? He said, do you think that me seeing where I stop, I'm going to risk that little? Yeah, mm-hmm. true. Very There's true. There's all those people hoping for that 200th podium, but we're probably we're not going to see. No, it. and everybody more likely is going to get lapped. And I've seen no, I've but... seen comments on social media too of people going, "Oh, they should just let him win one or give him a different bike," or but he would never want that to happen anyway. No, like, he no, would. And he and and as we saw in Austria, we will see he will be there. He won't yeah. risk anything because if look after. 26 years. Imagine he gets hurt. Just miss. Yeah. Would be absurd. And yeah. he thinks the same. Why? Yeah. Yeah. Don't, exactly. People exactly. don't expect mm. that we will see like the phoenix, yeah. you know, coming yeah. out and uh, finishing the his career. No. It's not It'll a Disney just... movie. It's just real. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it well, will yeah. be a, a soft landing. A very soft landing. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> indeed, and bloody indeed. good on him. I think that's a. I think that's a good way to go. Yeah, indeed, it's a it's a great way, very respectful way to let a a champion go. Um, he's he's done more for the sport than than most other people ever have, realistically. So mm-hmm. good on him, and yeah, from 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 all of us here, what an incredible career! And and thank you, thank you, thank you for for hours and hours of of entertainment, which is what it comes down to in the end. Yeah, indeed. And look, okay. the other the other yeah the other big news out of the weekend, and and again, since talking about sense of relief. We finally got closure on the on the Raul Fernandez KTM will he won't he episode as well. So they've um, yeah, so they've finally made the announcement. But it seems like they kind of messed up their timing a little bit with, with some of their other riders. So what do you? I, I assume you were in the media pack. What, what can you tell us about the uh, look? About the Raul this has been so it has been like a thriller, you know, with some. Yeah spy episodes that has been fantastic let me explain exactly what happened okay when we went before the stop the summer stop remember Mm -hmm. that there had been talks between that yamaha wanted to hire raul right yep so um at that point ktm went to the carmelo espeleta the 
the CEO for the championship. The guy in the later hosen on the weekend. Exactly, later hosen. Yep, yep, later hosen man, and said, "I said hands off." And, uh, and exactly, he told uh, he told Yamaha in that meeting. Attention was Lynn Jarvis, Raslan Razali, Pete Byer, Carmelo, and probably someone else. And Carmelo, they kind of uh, reached a gentleman agreement. This kind of agreement imposed by the boss. Yeah, yeah. gentleman agreement. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Saying, look, when a rider is on the contract, not in the last year of his riding path, he has a contract for next season. Mm-hmm. We please don't uh, try to get him because if yep. not, it gets a mess. Do we agree? Yes, yes, we agree. Then when this happened, we heard before the summer break as well, Raul saying that 99% he would race in Moto2. Next year. Yep. And also said, comma, said, I will discuss this with KTM during the summer break. Mm-hmm. But 99%, I yeah. won't, I will continue Moto 2. So he was saying end, he didn't feel like he was ready to move up to Moto 3. That was okay. that was what he was saying. Yeah. So uh, as I told you, how many times did I tell you don't believe what riders mm-hmm. say? Okay. I think we put drinks on that. Yeah. July, <laughs> July 13th. There was a meeting in Austria mm-hmm. and Raul signed the contract for getting up in, right. in, in uh, MotoGP with Tektora team. Yep. July, July, July 13. 13. And okay, I've, got a lot, I've got a lot of questions about that, but go on. And I tell you more. They did already the pictures. Raul <laughs> signing. The typical picture with Hervé Poncharal. Wow. And they decided to uh, make it official just in mid-August. I imagine between the two Austrian races. And somewhere in between, they also forgot to tell Danilo Petrucci. No, no, no. no, Hang on. This was this thing to to happen. And obviously Petrucci and Iker would have told it, would have, have been told about it. Because they, they deserve it, okay? Because yeah. there was yeah. one place left, and then you know. Now come the spy episode. So, a KTM guy discovered by just casualidad, just mm-hmm. uh, uh, by accident, casually, uh, by accident, by accident, yep. he saw. In a restaurant near the circuit on Thursday, Raul Fernandez manager having a dinner with Raslan Razali. Oh, right. So okay. they KTM uh, went to KTM. Katie said, yep. What? Okay. Yep. So what did they do? Immediately, bang, they banged the, the contract. So it was open. They closed yep. any chance. Mm-hmm. They made it official. Is it true? Because um, I think I heard, I can't remember who it was now said that they had to make it official because these guys were still hounding him. Whoops. They make it official because Yamaha had. So they'd oh, broken this thing. gentleman's agreement. Yeah, the agreement was not so gentle as it yeah. seemed to be. Yeah. So, and I can imagine, and this is just imagination, in the KTM contract, Raul had. There was a clause that said if he got an offer for a factory team to go to mm-hmm. MotoGP, he would he could go free. So yeah. KTM saw what was happening in the restaurant immediately, bang, he has already an offer for yep. a KTM on factory team. So they yep. blocked it. But so did they, but they obviously already had a contract in place, so that wouldn't have mattered. Or did they do it to take the pressure off Raul because all these people were still hounding him? Because if the contract was signed no, on no, the 13th no, the of July. No, no, no. The contract was to block passing on Yamaha's tries. Block oh, pass. Roger. Oh, Roger. Nice. So what about Raul? Because I heard Simon Crafer say on the TV that he asked Raul, Raul, God, I can't talk today. <laughs> it's been a big day. Um, asked Raul if he was he was happy where he's going to be next year, and he said no. No, no. Raul said a, same, a sentence that l- let everybody reflecting. Like, mm. I won't be la- next year where I wanted to be. Yeah. Okay. You, you can read this two ways, in Moto2 or in Yamaha. 
Well, no, you could like also read it like course. he said he wanted to stay in Moto2 for another year because he wanted yes. to consolidate. So you, you you think about that. So he's going to be in the Tech Trois team. So are you where you want to be? No, because I want to be in Moto2. Or if he's going to go to MotoGP, if he wants to go to MotoGP, he wants to be in a competitive team. Well, Is the Tech Trois team going to be a competitive team? Probably not. So he well, doesn't yeah. want to be there either. Well, look at what... Or, um, would you prefer to have to be next year in Yamaha? Exactly. Oh, that's it. So he's not going to be on a competitive bike in MotoGP, and he's not going to have the comfort of still being highly competitive in Moto Two. So he's stuck in, in, in so, you know, between a rock and a hard yeah, place. Yeah, uh, this has been basically the rider here has been a, a how do you say a, his hand was forced. Yeah, arm wrestle. An, yeah, yeah <clears throat> an arm wrestle between Yamaha and, and KTM. So and and I know that. I just I just want to bring up as well at this point. I really hope. We don't because if you think a couple of years ago, you look at Ika Lekawona, he was not not quite to the same point as Ralph Fernandez, but he was a, a rising star. He was having some great results. He was doing really good. Everyone was talking about big things for him, and he came up to MotoGP too early on a non-competitive bike, and now he's stuck. Game he's over. 19 years old or however old, and he's got no ride for next year. No mm. one knows what's going on with him. So I, I really hope they don't mess up. Ralph I'm hoping because he's so way. young that they'll take Iker and, and still develop him so. somehow. But so do, does Raul, far out, does Raul absolutely. <laughs> call, him, call him Jim. Call him call him, Jim. Call him Raul. Adrian's big brother. Does he not, <laughs> did he not have a say at all to go, no, I want to stay here. He obviously had his hand forced. He didn't well, have he no because so he was negotiating on the back of KTM with Yamaha uh, and KTM yeah. by so he if he got an offer with Yamaha or if he got an agreement with Yamaha which I th think was very close the only way to avoid KTM getting him uh, still was uh, giving him mm, a ride yeah. in, in MotoGP yeah. so yeah. the the question now is. How good or can really a team or a factory make somebody mm -hmm. race with a bike he doesn't want? It's mm. like so. It's like uh, in any other sport. Can you uh, force a, a football player playing the team he doesn't want? Exactly. Um, it's yeah, a, it's a one-year contract, isn't it? One-year contract, one or two, or I don't know. It would make sense if it's a one-year contract. So, from the sounds of it, what you guys have been saying at the end of next year, it's like open field for. Open everyone to so if he if he can go and still perform he doesn't have to be majorly major standout he's still got a good opportunity to get a, well, a great bike for 2023 I, I, look i I, so. I, th I think that ktm has him very good very well tied by the kahunas yeah exactly by the kahunas. exactly yeah. is that spanish <laughs> as you said it it's more my for me more of this Fisher that are in Louisiana, you know, the Cajuns. <laughs> I didn't even know I knew any Spanish. Look at me go. Um, <laughs> so if we can we just talk about poor Danilo and Ica? I think it was at her well, Herve Poncho blah blah yep. said on he again on TV interview that he was he was very frustrated and angry that he didn't have the opportunity to speak to them before the announcement come out, which made me yeah. think that they had no idea, but they obviously had an idea. Which we, is, we all knew this yeah. was coming. Exactly. Which oh. when, when Manuel, when you say July the 13th, I, I, I straight away go, well, that's bullshit. Because they've known since July the 13th, why haven't you gone and spoken to those other guys? Clearly. Because, they have no, to because the agreement uh, or, or what they, they had decided is to do it between races. But KTM was just jumped into the pond without telling anybody. And it was frustrating because this release came out as mm. they were on track in FP4. Yeah. So yep. when, when Danilo stopped, somebody told me, you are fired. And then Danilo said, well, I don't know uh, what is happening with me. Oh, I, I was yeah. fired from Ducati before starting the season. I am yeah, fired from KTN in the middle of the season, in the middle of a practice session. What the hell yeah. is happening with me? Anybody, does anyone respect me? Crazy. So is he going to World Superbikes? I don't know. I don't know. I, Who knows? Not yet. You, I think they're, they're both up in the air at the moment, Ica and Danilo, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. They are. They obviously they are working by, on on them, but mm. I, I think that Danilo now 
it's not his uh, biggest concern. He's basically very upset, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and so for Ike Manuel, and because I haven't, I've heard of like Sam Lowe's and Hafi Siren went up and come back. Do you think that mm-hmm. Ika will now just drift off into wherever, or do you think because of his young age and he's he's shown potential in the past, is someone going to snap him up in Moto Two, or what do you think? I don't happen know. With him? Look, a Moto Two could be a chance, but uh, at a certain point, I thought that he would somehow go to. Akiyajo team in Moto2 because they are missing a rider. But mm-hmm. somebody told me with good sense, he said, look, the Akiyajo team is a team to build up rider to jump into MotoGP. And so, they have a plan. They said on the weekend that they were not, what they, I wrote on my notes, Pit Byer said that they were not ready to talk about what they're doing with the Moto2 seats. And if Acosta wants to go up, of course he can. But if he chooses to stay in Moto3, then there's no rush and he can still get experience. Yeah, they said the same about Raul Fernandez. Yeah, no, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and uh, look, yeah, look, and... look. Do you see my nose? Yeah. Yeah, you can you can tell they're lying. You know how? Because their mouths are moving. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Same as Marquez yeah, accidentally bumped a late. Oh my God! Look, we'll we'll get to the racing in a minute. That's absolutely crazy. So so realistically, you're you're, you're right, Manuel. It's it's like a spy drama. It's crazy. There's so many moving parts here. And I'm sure we haven't heard the last of it. I'm sure we're going to see more um, about, yeah, the, the movement in the lower classes as well and what's going to happen to Danilo and Iga. So we'll, we'll definitely keep an eye on that one over the next yeah, few weeks. I, I can tell you, Stu, that the Yamaha faces, Lin Jarvis' face on Sunday wasn't that of a yeah. tranquil person. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? wasn't happy he was upset with everything what happened because uh, you know it was so confusing the name of yamaha came out like not having uh sticked on a gentleman agreement mm-hmm. and this and so and that yeah yeah it's gonna be crazy over the next few weeks look we need to get to talk about the racing before we do okay. there's just one more thing uh we put a pin there earlier on you mentioned it uh so malaysia not going ahead and now we're hearing that texas might not be either oh yeah how many look- more rounds of racing do we have no phillip island no, Philip Island. There were nine races in the in the calendar before the su- summer stop. Yep. Definitely, there will be just eight, if maximum eight. We can say until Saturday, it was uh, Texas was ninety percent to happen. Yep. But on Sunday, a press release from the from Austin's major came out saying that the situation there has collapsed again. No. So the situation is, look, the world is, when, when we think it, we are getting out, it bang, yeah, right, that, start yeah. again. Okay, Keep so we COVID. can say that um, if Malaysia doesn't happen, mm-hmm. but this mm, probably, then there are two options. They can do two Misano races. Ooh. One Misano race would be after Texas. So they would do, okay. they would do Misano, then they leave all the trucks at the circuit, mm-hmm. all the fly to Texas, do the race in Texas, return to Misano when all the infrastructure is ready. Mm-hmm. That would give the chance in Italy to, to burn down Italy twice with Valentino's. Uh, yeah. That's a dumb and question. It, hang on. And if Misano 2 doesn't happen, they will do Jerez before going to Portimao. So these are the two options. Misano twice or Jerez before Portimao. Right. And in Misano, look the mess. They were at the beginning, they expected to sold to sell 6,500 tickets. Mm-hmm. They have increased it to 25,000. But I think they have to, with Valentino's goodbye, they should pull the National Guard around Misano and block the city. Because oh, yeah, there's going to be 100,000 people at easy. Stu, they are going to assault the circuit. I am yeah. absolutely, you know, yeah. the Pentagon, the Pentagon story will be nothing compared, yep. no, the Capitol story. In the, in yeah, Washington the Capitol, yeah, that's right. Will yeah. be nothing compared with, with what will happen in the sun. And then, then everyone and, can go into lockdown. <laughs> it's, it's a super spreader event. Yeah, oh you know what, God. they've got to, it's got to happen. Um, I was going to ask a question, which I'm sorry, because it's a bit off track, but when the paddock travels overseas, because as we see at the track, they have their big trucks and their motor homes and all their stuff. Do they just hire all that in a different country? They obviously fly their bikes and equipment and everything, but yeah. how do they do it in not in Europe? 
for the flyaway ramps. No. Yeah, yeah, no, but the track, the track, the track are parked somewhere. Or oh, the, but that's, or the oh, track. So what do they do? If they leave the trucks in Europe and they fly the bikes and the bits overseas. All the equipment, and they they get they get new trucks over there. They they hire trucks and they just get them all painted to to look like their their trucks. Oh, so they do actually? Do they really? <laughs> no, paint? no, no, no. It's no, not like this. <laughs> Don't tell me I'll believe no, anything no. you say right now. <laughs> what they do? They put the all the equipment they need into containers. The containers fly to the places and just send them over. There okay. are there are there is a company that uh, transport the containers from from the plane to the and obviously truck. quickly. Yeah. Yeah, they, they they can do it in a week. Oh, so yeah. and then they they just build up the boxes. In this case, and they have no hospitalities. They have no trucks. Okay. You know, yeah. The riders sleep in in hotels, and they have basically some boxes where they have a, a private okay. place to stay. Mm. So in Europe, uh, the championship is has three thousand people. Out of Europe, one thousand five hundred. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, speaking of trucks, anyone that follows us on Instagram, actually, I don't know if I put it on the story or a post, but you know, you know, when you watch a MotoGP and you're waiting for everything to start and they show just a clip of the, it's kind of all the trucks all lined up and just yep. have the truck yeah. in the background. We were watching it just as it come on and a dude came out of the Honda Asia truck right. and he went, and then he oh, ran yeah, back inside again. It was so good. But you could tell he'd come out first and looked and come back in. It's like someone's gone, come on, go do it. And he yeah, walked I out. Dare it, was, it was so good. Well, he was waving to the Piscina report. Of course he was. He was, totally. Uh, so, so there we go. So we, we may have somewhere between five and eight or nine rounds after after Austria. Who knows? Let's let's keep an eye on that and uh, keep us informed as you, as you hear more, Manuel, for, uh, for how many races we can expect. Indeed. Right. Let's get to the racing. Oh, wow. Finally. Oh finally. finally. Where do you start? Where oh, we're, do we're, you we're, start? we're out of time. Okay. Bye. No. <laughs> yeah. Geez. What, what a race. Oh, my God. Let's let's start with MotoGP. Uh, the, the obvious thing, that the incident. Andra has, has clearly uh, expressed her opinion on that. It's it's not the track. Um, I'm on the fence about that. I, Don't I be on to... the fence. Make a decision. I, okay, I think that I think the track don't has be, an don't element. Don't be a chicken. Don't be a okay. chicken. I think the track has an element of why there is what so many incidents on that same corner. I think that it, it, it is the track. I think it's the the fact it's the the fact was, that you've was got Maverick's you've got, bike. You've got this this massive long straight coming in coming into this corner. You're going three hundred yeah. and something kilometers an hour into what is basically a hairpin. It's uphill. Um, it's off camber. Um, you've got the barricades come all the way across, so it's blind going through it as well. There's a, there's so many safety issues there, and they've increased the size of the barricade, so I it's did even more that. blind. Yep. So realistically, when when Danny came off, it was on it was weird. It was on the exit of the corner, so he's after the blind corner. All those other riders have come around, so it's it's even worse. And then Paul Lorenzo Savadori came around there, not expecting any of that, and wallop so i do think there is an element of track safety in there that's just although i must say that from historically what i saw last year and i think it was was it turn one where remy had his bad accident yeah, a few years one. back yep. again being another blind spot was it, i think again it was was it happy was a happy siren in moto two last year he Might hit been, someone's yeah. bike and oh, just yeah true yep. yeah because they don't they can't see it so that yeah that i would agree with exactly <sighs> what do you think manuel come on we both got for the fence. You tell me. Which side of the fence, Manuel? <laughs> uh, which fight? First of all, it? this is a this is a car track, right? Yeah, exactly. Basically. It's a car track. Yep. How do it's the cars car go track. with that extended barrier on turn three? Fine. And and this is the thing. I had this conversation today. The dynamics in Formula One and car racing are completely different to bike racing. Because Com- bikes are different. I mean, because cars are boring. <laughs> Well, that's a bad line, Andrew. You have to be cut off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, look, well, I, I don't know. I, 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 to watch, I like that circuit because it makes yeah. interesting racing yep. and it's accelerating and it's good. The Not riders, arguing with that. If I have to to stick on what the riders hate it and the riders insist really? that it's not safe, insist that it's not a bike track. So, mm-hmm. If they say it must be something because they are never unanimous, but in this mm-hmm. case, all of them have the same opinion. Wow. So, okay. But there the number go. one, the, the blind corner is wow. 
it's you have to change the whole circuit to avoid that. Yeah. You know, because yep. it's super blind and there is no time for the flags or to warning that there is a guy just uh, down mm -hmm. exiting the corner. It's impossible exactly. to avoid it. Yeah, exactly. But the big thing is, obviously, there is a massive giant bull in the middle of the track for a reason. Uh, money talks. Red Bull are oh. massive <laughs> sponsors of everything to do with MotoGP and money talks. So there, it is very unlikely that that track's going to get taken off the calendar. And no, no, I likely forget it. And they are two, doing two races, not one. So. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Even worse. We're back there and, again this and, weekend. Yeah? And I tell you something. Now I'm doing my words, uh, mine, the words of Aleish saying, look, if in three races they have been red flagged three times, that is a problem. Yeah, clearly. Clearly, exactly. That's exactly right. So, look, let's talk about the race. Um, obviously, the, the thing that sticks out for me and everybody else will be, he's, he's come from the skies, absolutely out of nowhere, Jorge Martin. Like we saw at the beginning of the season, we saw the flashes of brilliance. You spoke about that in some of the earlier episodes this year. Um, and you also spoke about how he's potentially a bit hot-headed and he might just go too hard now and again, hence his incident. But it looks like he kept it all together. And he is showing that he is a force to be reckoned with, isn't he? Wow. Look, this has been race number six for Jorge Martin mm -hmm. because he missed three races, right? Okay. The first race in Qatar, he more or less, it was his first contact with, uh, with uh, any crash. Remember that he was super yeah. fast and he crashed. Just say yeah. the then, ground. Yeah. First contact with the ground. <laughs> I was out that night. I still remember, I was out in the city on the piss, and um, I got a message. So I'm I'm sitting in this bar trying to look at the video, and everyone's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "Go away! Something's happened." Trying to see what yeah, happened. I was looking at that video, didn't I? Yeah, I'm like, yeah. "Stu, please find it. I need to see what's going on." <laughs> yeah. And yeah, then, so after this first experience, he immediately seemed to learn because he did the pole in the second mm -hmm. experience and made second in the second race in MotoGP. Yep. Okay. Then in the third race, he had that horrible crash in Portugal. Mm -hmm. He broke eight bones. So he's, he didn't break just a finger or, you know, a, a nail. He lost one nail. He it's, broke eight What bones. didn't he break? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so then it took him three races to recover. And we, when he came back, he was obviously not 100% fit. Yeah. So as soon as he got fit, with the summer break, five mm -hmm. weeks summer break, look what he has performed. Wow. Yeah, indeed. It's true that it has been best scenario for him and Ducati. Mm -hmm. It's true that by being small as, as he is, because he's super small, he's, yep. he's smaller than Danny. A little bit uh, taller. Only but tiny this okay. And him accelerating up the hill on the Ducati with this. Uh, uh, so short light. weight. Yeah. Yep. Yes, he was like a rocket. He did. He took the maximum out of what he had in advantage, but then he rode fantastic. Look, mm. if you if you watch the races, the Suzuki Mir's Suzuki that was riding in his back, the T three on the track, the sector three yep. was that the the sector where the Suzuki had an advantage and should yep. have get closed and overtaken. Yeah. But Martin was able to neutralize this advantage of the Suzuki sector three. So yeah. he let, he let Johan win without any weapon, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. no yeah. cards to play, no cards to play. So he did an, a race, uh, 10 out of 10 with, with cum laude, like, like they say mm -hmm. in Italian. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely amazing ride. And you, you touched on Mir there as well. We spoke about him last week uh, to say, hey, look out because he's going to be really good. And this weekend was the first weekend that Suzuki had their squat device. And boy, didn't he make the most out of it? Yeah, he was great. I, I like to see the champion being a real champion. Yeah, exactly. And once again, look, the difference of Mir, for example, with Jack Miller. Mir, he was trying, 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 but at a certain point, he admitted, I said, okay, mm -hmm. I can't. I get, you know, it's good enough. Mm -hmm. Yep. yep. The second, it, there's no sense to lose 20 points. Mm -hmm. Try to give 
to get five more. Jack instead did exactly the opposite. Silly he's, boy. Like, he's like, hold my beer. I'm going yeah, for yeah. this. Yeah, hold, <laughs> hold my beer. Exactly, hold my beer. And look what he, instead of getting 13 points, yeah, he got zero. Zero. Yeah. He, and he put the third position on the podium here. Here, Quartara. Yeah. This, yeah. this is for you. Yeah. Give, yep. gave him a present. Exactly. Yeah. I, I saw Gigi's face as well when that happened, and he was not happy. Look, I tell you something that from the outside, the fans don't realize. And you have to think about it. There is a massive group of person working for Jack during the weekend. Mm -hmm. They spent thousands of euros, dollars, engineers, you know, and then he throws it away. Okay, racing. Racing is about, there is always the, the danger, but a, a mature rider has to understand that it's a point, okay. you got to push, but you can't, but there's no point going over the line because then you've got nothing. Exactly. And, and that's when, the thing, when, you've got to know where the limit is, exactly. Exactly. The difference you see so clear in the Suzuki team. Does Mir do any mistake in this point? No. And what does the other one, Rins? He crashes and crashes. Rins, by... hey, he didn't fall off this way, did he? Yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, finally. <laughs> finally. Yeah, finally. Yeah, exactly. Finally. No, really. And and the other one, I, I spoke about him last week and I said, look out. And sure enough, Brad Bender gave a great performance in that race. And, and I was really surprised that we didn't see more from KTM, clearly. But Brad Bender kind of held his head up there, didn't he? Was It, it was the last corner. It was that last half a lap that he oh, overtook Tacker wow. and Zarko. Oh, yeah. Like, and oh, Zarko, yeah. Beautiful. Whoa. Look, it seems that KTM had a problem here because the, the front tire Michelin brought to that race was hard not hard enough to um, handle the braking of the KTM. Mm-hmm. You know, hard enough, look, I try to... Uh, hard enough means when there is a braking... The tire, if it's soft, the tire, instead of having a round format, it, it starts to get flat, you know, because yeah. of the pressure. There is so much pressure that the, the, the shape of the tire with the contact with the asphalt gets flat. Mm-hmm. By being flat, the moment from straight to turning, you are turning on a flat surface. Yeah, it's like a, like a 50 cent coin for Australia, yeah. Oh. Exactly. It's, or like a, what's, a, what's the euro coin? Which is the euro coin that's got the flat? 20 cents. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's the problem because if the tire is strong enough to, to keep the shape while it's breaking, then the, the transition is like flipping. No, you yeah. know? Yeah. It's like, bang. Yep. Instead, the other way is like you have to go off a, a, a plane yeah. uh, or, and then get into the corner. And this yep. has seems to be has been a problem. Okay, for all KTMs. But then, for example, uh, Pedrosa, who is so light, didn't have that problem because he's a fly on a bike. Exactly. Yeah. Because, but because it was a little bit wet, was that not have no, called, it, called no. it down at all? It doesn't make a difference. No. Okay. No. And then regarding Bidner, it's fantastic. How many times did we say here? And I, when I hear him, I say, wow, we are the challenge of this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many times did we say the difference between Oliveira and Bidner? Oliveira, someone who builds up, you know, yeah. brick, brick by brick, while yeah. Bidner is more, um, okay, more, uh, he tries to push a rabbit out of the... Exactly. Of the, the hat. Of the hat. <laughs> exactly, but yeah. I've, I've, Felt for the we- Sorry, during yeah. the weekend, at a certain point, he was not doing well, been there. Mm. And then he said, well, I have decided to be myself because I have yeah. been too much looking at the data and questioning I, how should I do this. Ah, then, right. yep. then he said, I have to be myself, maybe less data and more natural riding. Oh. Yep. And look what he did. Exactly. Was a fourth, finished fourth. Yeah, incredible. And do you think a lot of that is down to his engineer? Do you think maybe he needs to find an engineer that can manage the data for him and just give him the information he needs just so he can focus on riding the bike? Because a lot of riders are different. Some some riders love the data. Some riders just want to know that they have the confidence to ride the bike. Yes, but uh, uh, it's all about down to confidence. He saw that in the first uh, 
so far in this season, Oliveira was doing much better than him. Mm. So it's a, and then a rider, what does he do? He looks to the other side of the box. He says, he's doing better. Yep. Let me try to follow his mm-hmm. his way because he's doing better than me. But what has happened with Binder? He has lost his riding personality, trying yes. to be a South African Oliveira. Mm. Yeah. And it didn't work. So he has he went down, he went back to being Brad Binder. Right, the Binder and way. Not, mm-hmm. And not Brad Oliveira. Yeah. So on yeah. on Oliveira, I felt for him obviously last week. I went, I called it for him for the win. And he was doing so well, but he fell off and hurt his hand in um yeah, free that practice. is rubbery finished there. Yes. And then he stopped in the race, and I thought it was because he was in pain, but it was his tire. Yeah. As you mentioned. Wow. Chunk out of it, yeah. <laughs> Was that yeah, chunk because he went through the fire and it, it's melted it, or is, is it a tire defect? It can be two things. Michelin will say that the setup of the front was not correct. Right. And the rider will say that it was a piece of black shit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So basically, I think that a tire, look, this can happen to a tire, even if the setup is the worst in the world, because he this really put his life in danger. Mm. Do they? Because obviously yeah. they they make the tires as perfect as possible, but there's going to be defects, unfortunately. Well, but yeah. is that probably what this was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, uh, you know that all these tires are handmade. There is no machinery yes. to do racing tires, yep. and everything that is handmade, the possibility mm-hmm. to have a problem. Although, uh, I have to say that racing tires are checked, rechecked, over-rechecked, mm. but there is always mm. in any kind some of... Some kind of imbalance or some kind of... Yeah, yeah no, but in any kind of, of, of thing, there is always the, the option of a certain per- percentage you have to consider that it will fail. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So in, uh, I know, in, in F1, where they when they race two weeks at the same track, they change the tyre compounds, you know, so they might have had softer tyres last week, this next week they'll have harder tyres. Are they doing the same thing in MotoGP this no. weekend at the same track, or is Look, it just the same tyres? That that happened some years ago, but the, the factories, they demanded from the tyre maker, they know at the beginning of the season, every tyre they will get till the end of the season. Why do they do this? Because in the past, when it was different, the, the way you, you just said, mm-hmm. the, the engineers complained that they have on each Grand Prix, instead of getting the speed, they had to adapt the bike to the new oh, tires instead of racing. Thing. They should so adapt the new tires. <laughs> so um, so now, now they say that, okay, we know the tires that are coming. We know the setup from the previous year with the same yeah. tire so we can race. I just want to see KTM go well. <laughs> I, 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 have a, I have a joke to make. Go on. Was it bad tires that made Mav- Maverick's bike stall when he went to <laughs> is that the tires fault? Oh, what a goose! We went. What home. a goose! Did you realize that last episode we did not mention him once? I got right, a couple of right. messages from people yep. going, "You did not mention Maverick at yep. all." I think, I think I think there was a reason for that. Mm-hmm. We knew. I, I thought that the planets had aligned, and I put him in my dream team, and yep. I'm an, and I'm a, had a good qualifying. Ah, <laughs> oh, well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then as they were going out um, to do their um, warm-up lap, and I thought when he had to go from pit lane and then he went to go, they were already halfway around the track. I was like, he's going to go and they're going to start the race before he's even there. But then they stopped him. Yep, stopped him at the line. Yeah, he obviously thought he could go around and go to the back of the grid. But then they stopped him at the line They wouldn't have held them that long anyway, would they? Like, I think we saw that happen. No, they wouldn't have held him. Was it with Anaya that the, time the, the or someone? Problem, they... Look, the, the thing with Maverick, it's, I don't know. It's, it seems that everything happens to him. Yeah. yeah. He but you make, really, your, you make your own look, luck, seriously. He looked so no, happy no. this weekend. He was just smiling. Yeah, and... because he, ha- he has his wife and his children in the Baby, motorhome yeah. and yeah. he's uploading uh, photos during the weekend with the child. Hang on, you are on racing mode. But look, Sunday happened something very strange with Maverick. After the race that was red flag, mm. he entered in the garage and they changed the whole clutch stool. Really? <laughs> what? The others just changed tire. Yeah. Maverick got his, cl- his clutch.
clutch changed. Changed the clutch and then went to the grid and stalled it. So I asked him, why did you change the clutch? He said, well, uh, the engineer have realized that as I am not good in starting, every start I overheat the clutch. Right. So the, there so was had a big a chance. So was the big chance that in the second start his clutch would not work properly. So they changed the clutch. Okay. And being a new okay. clutch, he he arrived at the grid. He just released the le lever, and mm -hmm. the the engine went off. And then not not only this. <laughs> Then I asked him, why did you, you know that he entered in the pits in the last lap? He didn't cross the line. He did oh. he entered into I, the pits. Really? Why? Yes. And, and then he got uh, flagged in the pits. <laughs> why? So I thought, oh my God. I really thought, I, th I thought when I saw that, I thought that he had did this, he had done this not to be the last of the race again. Uh, to, to have his, his, rather have a his, DNF. Chucked his dummy out. Last. He chucked his but, dummy out the cot. But he got flagged uh, normal. And then I asked him as well, why did you get into the pit lane? He said, well, my dashboard was not working. And my dashboard was, look, was telling me, enter the pit lane. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus he said, this is what I did. And then he said to me, and I tell you something more. I had to do a long lap penalty. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and didn't he even said, notice. Uh, yeah, he had, no, he said to me. He got a track limit even, warning, but I don't remember him. No, at the end, he had to do a long lap, and he said, and it didn't even appear on my dashboard. So he, he said to me, the Why dashboard did was, he... completely, was completely... Was oh he meant to do one then? Maybe he wasn't meant to do... Um, has he posted any pictures of broccoli along with his... Yeah, I think so. I think he has... He, he needs something stronger than broccoli to get out. Of he, he does indeed. And then you have a look on the other side of the garage. Fabio Quattararo had an amazing weekend. Like, seriously. Mature. Mature racing. Very, so mature. Wonderful. Everyone's, oh, it's not a Yamaha track. It's no good whatsoever. Qualifies Podium. amazingly. Podium. Um, no, nobody finished in front. Well, Jean-Mir finished in front of him. Is he really a threat in the championship? Uh, who knows? All the other guys that are around him in the championship, nobody's in front of him. He, what, an, what an incredible race. I was intrigued yeah. too. I think it was FP1 when he kept he kept missing turn three. He kept going yes. wide on turn yeah, three over that. and yep. over. But yep. he obviously, yeah, pulled that in. and yep. No, he, no, he, he did, he did the, the best result he could do. Yeah. The podium for him in Austria too was mm -hmm. fantastic. Yep, yep. I did say last week, I, I said a podium would be like a win, didn't I? Indeed. <laughs> he did. He. I'm just here to even out the conversation here. He did also, um, when that was they were doing their um, flag to flag practice, he did pull into the, wrong, <laughs> the, wrong, the wrong bay again. I didn't see that. The yeah. guy's sitting there waving at him like this way. He's like, no. Nah. <laughs> oh, my God. Unbelievable. All right. It's almost, almost time to wrap up. Before we do, we've got to talk about, we've got to talk about Danny. We've got to talk about... Hang on, let me, before I go any further, this this guy here, where is he? He's around here somewhere. Here we go. <laughs> this guy's on fire. We've got to talk, we've got to talk about that guy. What what a weekend. To come back after how long? Two, two and a half years or something? Yeah, over and, three seasons. Yeah. Oh, three seasons. Have a, have such an, an amazing ride. Fair enough, the first one did didn't go quite so well. <laughs> um, but but then even after this, to get back on the bike and have such a mature ride. Um, absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Finished tenth. Yeah, in yeah. the in the in the last part of the season uh, of the race, if you go through the numbers, he was the third fastest guy on the track. Unbelievable. Yeah. That's because we talked about it last week. Just that he's obviously been riding the bike, but not in that competitive, having everyone else around him, and he. Yep. It's like he hadn't even had a break. Yeah, right? can you imagine a guy who is just returning for one race after having a fantastic mm -hmm. life for yep. three years and he crashes he he said for the first time in my life i was in the middle of the track and the bikes were <laughs> passing right on yeah. the imagine what was yeah. going through his head then 
Um, and yeah. then he organized that barbecue when Salvadori, remember his Lorenzo, never mentioned Lorenzo Salvadori, just say Salvadori. He organized barbecue for it. <laughs> organized <laughs> How nice of him. Uh, organized that barbecue for him. And then look, I, before starting, I have told you, I asked, but I asked him because I could imagine him thinking with all this fire, the other guy lying at the floor, almost gelling like uh, if he has been shot he was thinking what the damn am i doing here you yeah know? exactly and i asked him daddy because if i were you i was thinking what i'm doing here what for i was, I, <laughs> I wouldn't have been surprised if he went no you can jam it. i'm not i'm not yeah. going back okay. yeah <laughs> in the press room we were laughing we were saying he won't get out again. He won't get out again. <laughs> He'll be like, no thanks, I'm done. I mean, even yeah. you look at that picture behind Stu and it's, yeah, this face. It was he's, so much yeah, yeah. higher. And his look, his look is oh, like, shit. he's looking yeah. at the door, at the door yeah. <laughs> to escape from, out of the circuit. Where's, where's the golf cart? I've got to get out of here. <laughs> God, his, his family must have had a bloody heart attack watching Yeah, him. and he told me, he told me, the, he told me, uh, he told me that, he said, look, I didn't uh, thought it about me i mm. thought about my family that probably mm -hmm. at home they were thinking what the hell are you doing there why are you yeah. at the beach with us at this moment mm -hmm. you know? exactly but exactly. then he went out look he went out in the second race and he must kind of have been nervous because he forgot to activate the start system really oh oops. so that's why he started so bad holy okay no he got and to restart <laughs> Then he said, okay, this was the second. So he said, I got a little bit nervous, uh, that, but then at a certain point, I got into my pace. Yep, head down, then, get the rhythm going. And then he was honest. He said, okay, then there was one doing long lap penalty, the other one crashing and me, bang, bang, yep. bang. Yep. And he, he finished one second behind Alex Marquez, mm -hmm. 1.1 behind uh, Mark Marquez. Mark Marquez, yep. And Banyaya was also in mm -hmm. front of him. So mm -hmm. he told me, look, maybe with two other laps, I would have got the third, the three. Absolutely. Um, I, know, I know we're trying to wrap it up, but can we please just talk about Alicia Mark Marquez? Because I thought Alicia oh. was going to get off the bike and punch him in the face. How did he not punch Mark Marquez? Oh, not, my God. Not that once, really but me. twice. Twice. Fair enough, the second one might have been... He got a bit of a bump from yeah, Fabio, I think it was. But, but... but still... The oh. one, the first one was to red flag Mark. Mm -hmm. But yep. look, Alej after the race said, "Look, I don't even get upset anymore with Mark because he wasn't was he." The the way Mark right, he said, and then he said something interesting. Look, what we are doing wrong here, we punish the consequence of a maneuver yeah. when we have to punish the maneuver itself. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. exactly. Which you know, is what because... Formula One has done. Actually, Formula One is in trouble for doing the opposite. People are jumping up and down because an event happens that has a bad consequence, but the event itself wasn't that bad. And so they've only given it a small punishment. Whereas here, it's the opposite. So you can't win. No, no. And, and here it seems that you have to get somebody hurt to take a mm. decision. But that's, yeah. so I know, if, sorry, I know if we've nobody spoken... gets hurt. Nothing. It, yeah. It's not a fault if nobody. But it's gets hard hurt. because we spoke about this. I think a few episodes ago with, with race direction, we saw Brad Binder cop a lot of the, you know, yeah. being made an example of when they were doing. And again, no one was hurt in those situations. But how I can't comprehend that they sit there, saw that, and just ignore it. A lack or... of consistency again. Hmm. Can, look, if Iker Lecuona would have done this. He would got, have got the penalty. We, we have to because it's Mark clear. Marquez. It's Mark Marquez. Yep, so, exactly, exactly. Posting his yeah. topless t-shirt, topless oh, shots God, on the yeah. lounge. Bloody crazy. Um, I wanted to say one more thing. Go on, go on. I know we're not talking about Moto Two and Moto Three, but I have to have to mention Darren Binder. Oh, I know Manuel. I know it's boring for you. <laughs> I love when we make Manuel talk about it though. Um. <laughs> I know I kept, every time we watch Darren Binder and I know we've spoken to him, but I just feel like he's like, yes, he's not dominating Moto3, but I feel like he's outgrown it and he is riding his ass off every single yeah. week. And I just hope, pray to, what's a Spanish God? <laughs> or, 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 a, or a, <laughs> I don't know. But 
you know, I'm hoping he gets an opportunity in a higher grade next year. Oh, Moto2. He's Bloody got to go to Moto2 hell. just to, to show what he can actually do. Yeah, he's, no, no, I, he... I, I see Darren Bender in Moto3 is the same problem as Remy in Moto2. So but Darren Bender in Moto3 is the same as Remy mm. in Moto2. He's suffering because he's too big for the bike. He's huge for basically. the bike. Yeah. And he's been there, what, seven, is it seven years he's rode in Moto3? Like yeah, and no, he has shown all what he's capable of. And he won't do any better because he's growing, no. growing, yep. getting stronger. That means more weight. He should. There is no alternative. Staying where yeah. he is, he won't do better because mm, there yep. are every time smaller riders. Pa, 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 pa. Exactly, and it's a whole yeah. different race, as we've spoken about. And just very it quickly, um, poor Joe Roberts, that was his third DNF. Oh. He's just can't stay on the bike. Oof. Silly boy. Silly boy. Oh, well. And yeah, and, yeah. and Remy had a little bit of a stuff up that cost him cost him the win. Because his um, dad was watching. I would I'd be nervous I if think my so dad was well, watching yeah. too. Yeah, that's right. But he but he had he still had a good ride. So yeah. Anyway, before before we do wrap up, Manuel, any any final thoughts from you? No, I, I am looking forward to see what will happen oh, in a few days when we yeah. start again. Obviously, the ones who did bad have the opportunity to erase what they have done and the one who did well want to repeat. So it will be mm. quite interesting. For example, uh, Jack has to perform something. Yeah, That's absolutely clear. He yep. comes, Jack comes from Assen, zero. Mm -hmm. Austria, zero. So yep. his credit has finished. Oh, yeah. He has yeah. not credit anymore. Yep, exactly. And, do you think we're going to see similar results or do you think it is going to be quite different no, no, this weekend? No, things will, have, will change. Look, another funny thing. I don't know how many Italians <laughs> are in MotoGP. Well, the best of them, ninth position. Oh, well, they, they yeah. won a heap of stuff at the Olympics. They won the soccer. <laughs> they need to just, they won Eurovision. Yeah, yeah. They just need Look, to take it. <laughs> My Italian colleagues, my, or my Italian colleague of the newspaper, they were saved by Ducati winning the race. So they could write about something. Ducati, Italy uh, won. You know? But if not, what are they going to write? To, yeah. to write? So they have a problem. Instead, us Spaniards, we have a guy called Pedro Acosta in Moto3, mm -hmm. a guy called Raul, Raul Fernandez. Fernandez. Is, it, is he from Madrid? Raul, yes, and Jorge Martin as well in MotoGP. Yeah. So Crazy. we have three guys, super young and yep. super promising. Yeah, and a young guy uh, who may be the world champion in Jaram Mir as well. Like, just putting it out there. Crazy, isn't it? Um, yeah, for me, I, I think I think we're going to see more from KTM this week. Oh, KTM yes. learn quickly. They are very fast learners. They are not going to make the same mistakes this weekend. Um, you're going to see them figure out a way to compensate for that hard tire this weekend. Um, and we're going to see better results from them, I think. Is Miguel still injured then or is he okay? Yeah, he's, he's no, not, he, still not 100%. No, not at all. Because he said that after every practice, he had to put on a cast. Oh, okay. Yep. Yep, well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not putting him in my fantasy team. Uh -huh. Poor, um, Jillian um, messaged me. She forgot to put Jorge in her dream team. And then ah. he won. Ah, well, silly, silly person. You'll learn next time. Ah, well. Right. So, look, that's it from us. Before we go, Andra, have you got some messages for the for the viewers and listeners out there? I do. Quick shout out for Max LD, Fabiano, and Sean Henry. And well, please, I want to hear from everyone what your thoughts are on the track. Is it the track that's dangerous or definitely not? Let us know, indeed. All right. So, there you go. You heard it there, ladies and gentlemen. Let, oh, yeah, man. Welcome. Let, let me check the weather forecast for Sunday <gasps> here. Oh, yes. Although, yeah. although it changes. Every yeah. two minutes. Well, I, I am sick. And, I'm sick and tired of listening to what are the names? Steve and Matt, the commentators, tell us about how Styria is a microclimate. Oh my God. If I what hear you talking about a microclimate once more. What's a microclimate? <laughs> is that like is that like Australian Victorian weather where you have all the seasons in one day? Probably, yeah. Well, <laughs> Simon <laughs> Simon Patterson posted the night before that there was talk that they would move the race to Monday because it was meant to be torrential what? rain or something. Yeah, you know that Simon, my, my friend Simon, he he lives in a van, right? Mm -hmm. He follows the championship in a van. Yep. I think that that day he ate some broccoli. Yeah, <laughs> I think you think he might have done indeed. So what's what's the weather forecast, say, Manuel? For weather forecast: uh, Friday, eighty percent rain, thunderstorms. Uh, Saturday, eighty percent with thunderstorm rain, and Sunday, 
60% with thunderstorm. So sunny day, the weekend. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> so it's, it's going to be 35 because, degrees every day. <laughs> no, no, no. Because I told you, I tell you something. There is a microclimate. <laughs> <laughs> know, what's a microclimate? I've never heard that phrase before. There's our podcast title. <laughs> The, no, mic- the <laughs> microclimates of Austria. Oh my God. Wonderful. All right. Oh look, ladies and gentlemen, okay. it's been absolutely wonderful. This is another episode of the Piscina Report. Thank you so much for listening and viewing. Uh, make sure you get on the socials, follow uh, the Piscina Report on the socials, head over to Piscino GP and uh, go and check out all the new content. content, content, all, the Rossi, content. all the Rossi articles. All the Rossi articles, <laughs> indeed. Uh, make sure you, uh, you like us, subscribe, hit the notification bell, and we'll see you again in a week after another one of these in Austria. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Adios, adios. Wiener schnitzel. Wiener schnitzel.